Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome back to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast, where we're bringing you another episode because it's what we do. That's what we do all the time, every week, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Here we come, coming at you. They love it. I know, I know, and we love them. Because we are your COVID entertainment, trying to work with the technology. (laughs) It's not our jam, but I tell you what, in the last nine months, 10 months, however it's we have learned more about technology and what not to do and what to do. programs and all sorts of things. Th- I don't know, just things that were not our lane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, in this episode, we are going to talk about controlling confidence, the things that you can control. The very beginning of our confidence series. Because there are layers and we want to break them down for you and talk about each one of these, what we call cornerstones of confidence and do it in a couple of episodes so we can do justice to it, process and juice it with you. You can write into us and give us your feedback because this is just a great opportunity for us to also connect with our community and hear your stories about confidence and how you may either have been challenged by it or how you have embraced it and really, you know, accepted and embraced. Right. One of the reasons why um, Desiree and I are so passionate about confidence is because we've had to overcome things to be able to build our confidence. There has been setbacks that have happened in our lives and Overcoming those setbacks is what has really helped us to mold and shape our confidence. And we want to share that with you. So first, Desiree is going to share with with all of you a little bit about her process of confidence. And Desiree, were you always confident? You know, I would say it has been up and down like a roller coaster. Yeah, it kind of goes in waves, right? It does. You know? And I think it starts with your upbringing, obviously, how you were raised, what you were around, how you were encouraged. Fortunately, I did grow up in a household with a mom and dad and a sister and family members that were encouraging because it was more about my intellect and academics, <laughs> because there were times when there were choices I made and I look back at pictures and those Ooh. do not look like confident <laughs> moments. Although at the time, I might have thought they were. So I did have those awkward moments with weird pink sparkly glasses, a fanny pack that was multicolored, bangs that... But girl, girl you were rocking it girl. in that time. I, my sister used to do my hair in the 80s. She was making me rock some kind of pump back then. It, I was in second grade, and it, there were just things that didn't go together. The, the type of clothes. I had one of those haircuts, too, that was a straight line bowl cut oh. at one point. There were just moments. Wow. There were moments. But like I said, because I was smart and I had talent, like dancing and singing, I think some of those things were overlooked. And okay, then I came into my own. In, so, in, in so would you say that years. now, <laughs> let me ask you this. So so back in the second grade when you were wearing all of that and doing all those things, oh. now you look back on that and you go, what was I thinking? What? Now, what were you thinking during that time? Were you thinking, yeah. I was... That was a confidence... That You were confident at that time? I was influenced, I think, by my older sister. <laughs> in 100%. Where it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. She seems to know what's going on. So I just kind of let her do things. 
to me. And now I realize why I've made different decisions independently right. now. Right. <laughs> but what I'm saying yeah. is like on the wave of the roller coaster, yeah. you said you were up and down. Was that an up point or a down point for you? I think it was a learning point because I felt more confident when other people were doing things that I was doing. Because as a kid, and I don't know that it's so different as an adult, I think your awareness is different, but acceptance is is key. So if other people are doing things to their hair or wearing certain styles, mm-hmm. like I used to have the knot tied in my shirt mm-hmm. to the side, you know, that and stirrup pants, jelly shoes, that kind of thing. And if, you know, others were doing that, it's like, okay, I'm on to something here. This is a good day. My side ponytail is killing it. I'm rocking I it. I think, you know, but yeah, I, th- I think it was up and down and it was just, you know, the trends. You're just trying to follow the trends and do what is accepted. Okay, because a lot of times we think that that confidence comes from the exterior, right? Mm -hmm. How good is that ponytail that you're rocking to the side, right? Yeah, you know, then you grow up and I saw like Kelly Kapowski on Say by the Bell, you know, on these shows. And when you see them do it and the neon colors, it's like, oh, it's even more acceptable. See, I didn't have the social media when I was younger. Right. We just had the TV shows, you know, in the 80s and 90s before all that was popular. Now you just, it's its crazy. So, you know, that's a whole nother subject for us to dig into. But um, yeah, it was definitely up and down for me. Um, you know, and then in adulthood, there's, there's all kinds of other things. But what about like, how did you feel about that when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I, I always felt very, very awkward. Um, my experience, it's, it's interesting because... Did you have braces or anything? Like I had I did. braces. I did, but no, I didn't, I didn't get my braces until I was in high school. Okay, okay. I had fangs. <laughs> and uh. yeah, I was thankful. I had one high school picture with it on. My uh, sophomore year was the only year that I had them on. And then I got them off. I did the makeup pictures, oh, so it wouldn't be yeah. in that, right? There you go. But, you know, I, I like how you talked about how you had a foundation with your family and how, you know, you had a mom and a dad. Desiree's family is so supportive. Um, I feel like I, I say this on a daily basis that, the you know, comparison is a thief of joy. And I, I have to say that I have been victim to being robbed of my joy when I compare the support that Des has in her family compared to the support that I have in my family. Um, so all that to say, you came from a very supportive family mm-hmm. that, that breathed into you. You just knew from early, early on, you're going to go to college. Yeah. You're going to, you're academic. This is important. Mm-hmm. Now, my family, it's, it's interesting because I would, um, my sister went to college. She put herself through college. Um, but she was pregnant when she was 16. My mom was pregnant when she was 16. Um, my mom graduated from high school the same year my sister graduated from high school. Academics was not, she ended up going back and get her education yeah. just to, to do that. Mm-hmm. But my, um, there was never a, um, a lot of weight on education in, in my home that mm-hmm. I grew up with. Um, I knew that I was loved mostly from my father because of the way he reacted to me. I, I'll never forget walking into a room and just seeing him light up. And then now it's interesting though, never in my home was there ever any talk about, I love you. Like my, the, I didn't grow up hearing, all right, good night. I love you. Hmm. Goodbye. Have a great day. I love you. Isn't, I think that's so weird today. Like, um, it's definitely a part of our family. Right. And, um, now I'm like, Oh, am I saying it enough to my kids? But um, my, um, but I had that foundation, and that that shapes you, right? So yeah. some some of our listeners might not have had that. They're like, well, you know, my situation was not, you know, June Cleaver right. mom, mm-hmm. and you know, and all of that, right? So you get confidence from different different ways. But I do think that that early on. Immaturity thinks that external is 
a big part of confidence. Mm-hmm. Like if I've got the boobs, if I've got the butts, the look, if I've got the lips, mm-hmm. you know, if my skin is clear, if my hair is the right type, then that's confidence. Right. Well, and so we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll get to the three things so you guys know these cornerstones that we're mentioning. We're leaving you in anticipation, um, but. You know, I think the other thing when we talk about growing up and recognizing your confidence, the first place I think comes from if you do get validation, you know, from others, like we're talking about your family, if they, I mean, we could just take something really simple, like if you, an activity at school, you know, are you encouraged to do something as a kid? Like, oh my gosh, yes, you know, play the sports or do the activities or do the ballet or do, you know, that encouragement and that acceptance from your parents to say, you can do it. You're great. You're so awesome. Show your talents, do your skills. And if somebody tells you you're not good, who cares? Keep trying. You know, so right. some of that is just that built in of, okay, well, my parents think I can right, do it. So right. I might be kind of horrible, but I mean, if they believe in me, then I, right. maybe That's, I can do it. You know, help. I think it's <laughs> something that, that everybody struggles with, you know, growing up, um, I had with having dark skin and oh, I hate even saying this in my family, I was made to feel like I was too dark. Mm-mm. Which is just so weird. I love my skin. I absolutely love my skin. Well, I have think about how many eight people. kids, and I'm telling you, it is forgiving. And <laughs> people pay for tans. I was you know say what I mean? That. I'm like, I'm like, I love that. But growing up, I I was under the impression that that was not, you know, that wasn't good. Like mm-hmm. being dark was not good. I had a furry lip because you know. Mm-hmm. I, of my heritage and I didn't have the typical hair that you know growing up in the 70s it was you know fair faucet and my hair was fuzzy and I remember the the hairdresser could do it um, and I would look amazing but that was it for that one day it looked great and after that forget it I mean that one day four, four times a year yeah or something <laughs> exactly exactly and and so you know, there, there was that there was, um, I wasn't, I wasn't encouraged in sports. I wasn't encouraged academically. I was always the last one picked. I hated dodgeball. <laughs> I was horrible at dodgeball. I was the last one to pick a, a kickball. I did, you know, like there was, I honestly growing up, I mean, I danced a little bit, mm-hmm. but I remember you know, doing this like ballet thing, interpretive dance or something like that. And I remember my, my <laughs> trying parents, to picture this. My parents, I remember my parents um, saying, that was a lot of money to watch you just spin around a Christmas tree one time a year, you know, because you have like that performance when oh all my of the gosh. parents and everybody comes. So I, kind of so I was never allowed to, to, you know, continue with that. I was, I did, I did become a cheerleader in high school, but I wasn't like, you know, a cheerleader from the time I was six, you know, at Pop Warner, the local cheerleading team and everything. And I didn't, you know, there was nothing that really stood out. Mm-hmm. I I did have a big personality always. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was little. Maybe they were trying to tame you. Tame you. They like, were, the don't. Actual- Un, don't let her unleash this beast. Just contain it and put it in a little cage. Yes, <laughs> yes actually, they really were. They really were. They literally, Why do you think they, that they is? would tell me, we need to, you know, we're, she is so confident. Like, we got it. We can't build her up because her head, think your head I was just going to say that they think her head was going to explode or but something. It's, it was so sad because it was like that started, I don't know, it just started a whole thing for me, you know, not being enough. I never felt like I was enough. I wasn't, I wasn't the cheerleader growing up, right? Um, I wasn't known for, I don't know, you know, there's, there's the kids in the family. It's like, they're the star of the family because they're, you know, they're the A straight student and they're going to be the doctor or, or anything like that. I had nothing that I did that made me quote unquote special 
and my parents did not affirm that in me. Mm-hmm. And so later on, I I struggled with bulimia. I had a girlfriend who one time, we, I'll never forget the moment my bulimia happened. I How old were you? I was 18. Wow. It was uh, right out of high school. I I was like, great. Right out of high school, I wasn't going to college. Everybody was asking me, like, what are you, um, you know, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Well, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Now, when I was 16, I went to cosmetology school, but um, I was nominated for a pageant that was going to be taking place. And so my parents didn't want me to take the test for for cosmetology right away. And so because of the pageant, when you get your test, you know, your test comes in, you have to go on that day. And we didn't know when the day was going to be. So we waited till after the pageant. Well, the consequence of that was nothing was really first and foremost in my mind. So when I actually took the test, Mm -hmm. I ended up failing. So here's another hit. So it's like you're not going to college. All your friends are going off. You you are, you know, this career that you're going to have. Now you're a failure. I was a mess. So I started. So I was out to, to dinner one night with a girlfriend. And we were eating at this Mexican restaurant called Pedro's. It was my favorite mess, Mexican restaurant ever. It was a chain. I loved it. Anyhow, I went, I remember we were um, we were eating and I was like, this is so good. This is so good. I'm so stuffed. And she's like, well, we could just go to the bathroom and throw up. Oh, gosh. Like you can, you know. So it you won't was, be stuffed uh, anymore. It was something that you learned. Yeah. With a friend. That is so weird. Talk about association being important. I was just thinking oh. about that. And... How long did that last for you? I remember it was out of control. It, oh, it, it went out of control very, very, very quick. Like to the point where you could do it on the spot. It didn't even well, take you no, much to be Well, no, this is what to... happens. You, it gets harder for you to do it. Mm. Because, you know, at first your gag reflex is easy. But then after a while, it's harder and harder to the point to where some people have to put like implements down their throat oh. to throw up. And I was... I, I knew that I was out of control because I literally, I had a job where I was um, at a, I worked at a golf course and I was at a snack shack and I sat in the snack shack by myself. You had golfers that would come up four at a time. So it was never really packed. So you mm-hmm. had like this moment in between and you were allowed to eat whatever. Yeah. I would eat. So you would binge and purge. Oh, yeah. I so would you eat, would binge. I, I would eat in a day probably... One day I would eat four hot dogs, um, like like in a four hour period. Four hot dogs, a hot dog an hour, um, three candy bars, a Nachos. soda, some chips. Yeah, yeah. But I would I would throw up in cups. This is so gross. Sorry, you guys. Should probably like really like we want to hear this, but you know I just I really want to paint a picture. But what was your what so what was your goal? What what so you kind of did this with your friend. What were you ultimately trying to do? I wanted to lose weight, but what was happening was like I was actually gaining weight with the bulimia. This is the weirdest thing because like I guess I wasn't throwing up all the way like all of some of the calories and you know, but it was it was it it it, it was something that made me feel good to eat. Mhm. But because I didn't have other things, other outlets. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't, you know, working on a goal. I wasn't, um, well, you know. What was your, what was the reason you felt you needed to lose weight? Because I was gaining weight. But you see, so you actually felt overweight. Did you, did people t- say anything um, to you if that you made were you feel? To, if you were to look at a, at a scale for my height. Yeah. And my, because I know what that is. Mm-hmm. I was overweight. I was overweight. But was it all in your head or did other people vet, like feed that to you too? Like, oh, you're looking a little bigger or anything like that. Um, I remember <laughs> one time going to the door of a, of a boyfriend and he had gone away in the service and came back like after boot camp. And I was standing there in shorts and he goes, oh, your thighs are touching. <gasps> Well, that's kind of normal. But yeah, 
Isn't that fun? That's interesting. So I started, I started spinning out of control. I asked my mom for help for accountability, right? So accountability was important to kind of get back on track. The basis of that was, it was a confidence issue. It was, you know, I was feeling like I wanted to be a certain way and I didn't know how to do that. And I had this stupid tool that sounded like it was a great idea at the time. And it wasn't working. How many times did we do that? We have a tool. We're like, yeah, that'll make me feel better. Then you do the thing and then it doesn't. So you didn't actually feel better. No, no, it was, it was, it was horrible. What was, what was your turning point? At what point were you like, this is ridiculous? (laughs) I started, I lost weight by doing drugs. Oh, this is getting deep. (laughs) Holy smokes. I'm sitting here going, oh, it's going to be a light story. No, no. Then I I started started doing coke and crank. And then I started getting skinny. Well, that'll do it. That'll do it. Disclaimer, we are not suggesting that this is a recipe for weight loss. This is the mess. This is the lack of confidence, okay? This is, you know, and and then there there was just a lack a lot in there. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a dream. I I didn't know my maker. I didn't know I was wonderfully made. I didn't know that, that I was valuable. Um, and so I, you know, I dishonored my body to try to fit the mold because I thought that that would make me feel better. I remember going to, um, I had a fake ID and I would go to, I would go to bars and, um, okay, Paris Hilton. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting crazy in here. Yeah, I would. I would go in and I would think I'm gonna. You know, my ultimate was I want to find a husband. I want to be a mom. I want a family. So you knew that at 18. Oh, young. yeah. yeah. So when you met Jeff, life. it must have just been this this like train station to yeah. just yeah. your vision. Yeah. But that it seems though. You know, and for our listeners, the arc of, uh, you know, the, the story, Jean Marie lost her, her husband three years ago, and she's got eight daughters, but, you know, kind of putting it all together, it sounds like you went through some struggles, but at 18 is when you met Jeff, right? And mm-hmm. then things obviously shifted mm-hmm. quite they a bit. They shifted, yeah. So I was out of high school. I was 17 out of high school. So, okay, okay. So it was from 17 to 18. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, Des has a different story than I do, a totally different story. She had support from her family. She had encouragement. She had expectations of doing great things. I didn't have that. I went down a whole road trying to find it in, in, you know, in all the wrong ways. But through both of those journeys, we both and and you should probably take over from from here. So mm-hmm. now I'm kind of giving everybody kind of a background right. where I was at now. And you talked about your support and everything. Yeah. Talk about your down. Yeah. And then we can because what I really want to point out here is it doesn't matter. Des has a point, and she's going to talk about it in a minute. Yeah. Where you know it wasn't always roses and rainbows. Mm-hmm. You know there there was a time when she struggled with it. And overcame it. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with it and overcame it. So whether you have a great background and you are dipping down in that roller coaster or you started down in that roller coaster, there's an up. And we are going to, over the next couple podcasts, really dive into this. But go yeah. ahead, Des. Why don't you talk a little bit about... Um, about you know, so here you are, you know, you, you've got, you know, support, this support, and, mm-hmm. this love, this encouragement, you've got, you were, were you nominated homecoming queen in high school? Yeah, I mean, there were some accomplishments that that made me f- that certainly influenced my confidence, you know, being becoming homecoming queen, because it's something you so you people have to vote on. It, it's like, oh, that in, I mean, that in high school, is ultimate popular. Yeah, it's like, no way, you know, and I, I mean, it was just an honor to even be nominated. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, that's 
it's the icing on the cake if you actually win because you're it's one of those moments where you're like oh well gosh if that happens that's just crazy talk you know and so I mean things like that really did boost my confidence you know being able to speak at my college graduation being able to sing at my high school graduation I mean there were a lot of really special moments so I think growing up it was built up in a great way but then relationships happen and those can do a lot to your confidence (laughs) um And I think people can relate to that, you know, whether they're intimate relationships or familial relationships. I think the intimate ones really I've struggled with throughout my life um, because independently I feel confident. But when you're in a relationship, you get super vulnerable and you can lose yourself and you could lose pieces of your identity. And that's what happened because I met my first husband when I was 15 And so still really young, really formidable, um, didn't, you know, I just assumed. Brielle's going to be 15. I know. It's scary to think of, you know, but we we met at a birthday party and, you know, fell in love really quickly. And I just really believed that the things that hurt other people, like infidelity or just hard things, would be not my life, you know, because it's, you. oh, that won't happen to me. But, you know, my ex-husband did sh- struggle with a lot of things in his life. But my view at the time was, I can change that. I can mm. influence that. I think many women can relate when you love someone. You tend to fall in love at some point in life with their potential and not reality. You see what things could be and you fall in love with that, not what they actually are, you know, because it's this hopeless romantic. There's the nurturing part of being a woman. And I was so young and that's kind of what I thought. So sparing you all the details or we'd be here for five hours is you know, I got married at a really young age, right out of college. It would have been sooner if it was his choice, but I was like, I want to finish college. That's always been an objective of mine. So, so she waited so long after college, (laughs) you know, but I mean, what I mean, hours later, Yeah, I know it really was because, because I, you know, I graduated college. I started my consulting career and I got married in the same month. It was the same month. My whole life changed from being a college student to being a married woman within, it just felt like minutes. And I didn't know what that meant, really. I just knew that getting married was the thing that you did when you fell in love, especially when it's your high school person, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we were together for seven years at that point, which I thought was an eternity at the time. I mean, are you kidding? Seven years. You met him when you were 15. (laughs) That was like... Yeah. So I was in my early... You're working on half your life there now. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, we got married and, you know, we went through such a painstaking experience because I took a traveling job. I thought it was for us, you know, get a good job, make good money, pay off your debt, start doing responsible things like buying a house. And did he go to school too? He went to trade school. Mm. So he did uh, security alarms and things like that. So he was more of a vocational gotcha. school person, like traditional college was not his jam, but Mm -hmm. he's like really good with his hands and with, you know, technical things. So he did that. And I was always like, you know, you don't have to follow me because I knew I was going away to school and everything, but well, you're married. You had to go together. Yeah. Like, well, what do you mean follow you? Like when I first went away to college. So it took him some time. Oh, but he duh, ended that's up, right. Yeah. You got married after you graduated. Right. And then gotcha, he gotcha. ended up moving to San Diego where I went to school. And then, you know, we got married. But it was it was short lived. You know, we were together for three years, married. So 10 total. And, you know, infidelity happened. And I can take complete accountability and responsibility for my part in that because I was so enamored with building this great career because that is kind of what I was taught is like you work really hard and you work on overdrive and you just be that person that can just get to the top really quick because my father was an immigrant and I saw how hard Mm. it was for him to adapt and, you know, speak a different language and have an accent and be in a country where, you know, people are not always 
excited about that and your integration. So it was even more pressure for me to be like, be American, you know, do the American dreams and, and don't get made fun of for, you know, all these different things. So I just felt a lot of pressure, um, mostly for myself. I, I don't think my family was really extreme about it. I just had a perfectionist mentality. So I look back on that experience, you know, where my husband had somebody else and just couldn't get my head around it. Like my confidence was shot completely. So this was somebody who had a strong foundation, a strong foundation, accomplishments galore, Mm -hmm. and somebody else's actions that you had nothing to do with. Mm -hmm just knocked you down totally yeah like bringing me back there like almost brings me to tears because i i really did i felt like i wasn't enough like i wasn't it must be because i'm not pretty enough it has to be because you know i and i question and i was always questioning like am i doing enough am i smart enough yeah, maybe i should be doing more and that's how i felt i felt like if he could choose someone else after all these years that we've been together there's something wrong with me there is no way like i probably deserve this you know i mean i just could and, and, not and, and, and stop beating myself okay. up and so let me ask you was she more educated than you no was she did she make more money than you? She didn't have a job. <laughs> so obviously here here we take this this enemy in our head yeah. messes with us. It does. It does. And says all of this, but if you wrote everything out mm-hmm. and all of and weighed all of that out. Yeah. And you know, and I that's was not the truth. No, and I was dancing with the devil, you know, because in my head Ultimately, my character shined through and I, I, ha- I placed no blame or animosity on, on this, this woman, you know, um, but I did a full admittance in the beginning, did what was natural and compared because it was the only thing that I felt like I could do to get validation for who I am. And I did exactly that. I'm like, well, is she even prettier? Is she, I mean, is that is so low. And how do you even judge yeah, that? That is so <laughs> low. Like that is not my character. And I was so disappointed in my reactions, but it was a natural thing. I was young and you just do that. And you just are like, well, is she prettier, smarter, all these things. And at the end of the day, none of that even matters. Mm-hmm. Whether I thought she was or was, had nothing to do with anything because it was more about how we contributed or didn't contribute to our marriage that unraveled the whole thing. You know, so when I went through a divorce and all of that, it was a process of figuring out how to regain my confidence Mm -hmm. because it was like, okay, take a step back. Because we have to go through emotion, the emotional, and then when you can get out of the emotion and go to logic and rationality, which for women can be difficult. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's we live in an emotional space sometimes. It's like, hold well, on, and that was an emotional thing that happened. Yeah, to you. I mean, but for I'm sure. like, wait a minute, like I've done things that have proven that I'm pretty good at things, you know, passed hard exams and gave big speeches and done these things where it's like, I can do this. I can get past this and I'm capable and I've lived a confident life. Like this is just something that's happened to me. Mm. It doesn't need to define me. It doesn't need to shake me to my core let me just process this and figure out how to have forgiveness in my heart and move forward. And I do to this day, Mm. you know, my ex has reached out to me. It's been many years. I'm very happy, you know, for him and his life. And he feels the same way about me, but we were so young. We didn't really know what the heck was happening at the time. Right. Um, And so all, you know, all of that's to say In our lives, there's going to be things that shake our confidence. Absolutely. You know, and I'm, you know, Jean Marie, you know, you've got examples too, like from in adulthood. Right, right. right. So, so then we, we go on to, gosh, I look at all of, you know, I've never really dug into all of this so much, but there's so many reasons for me not to be confident. Mm. You know, there's so many things that weighed 
against me. Um, and our mission is to help women, you know, be confident, know their worth and find their joy. And I found my worth when my turning point of confidence for me was when I accepted Christ. He died for me. He died for my sins because I was valuable. I was valued. And and I embraced that and embracing my value. I cannot be replaced. Millions and millions of dollars could not replace me. If we had millions of dollars, I couldn't replace Jeff. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Everybody has that value. We are all so valuable. And I don't think anybody, I think that that people struggle with really fully understanding that. So in knowing my worth helped me to be confident. And in being confident, um, I could be happy for other people. Mm-hmm. I could accomplish things. You know, then, you know, Jeff... Jeff passes away, right? And mm-hmm. I'm a pretty confident person before he passes away. I, I, you know, my confidence started building early when I had children um, and, and accepted Christ. And I boldly parented and I spoke, you know, on parenting and marriage and, and I felt real confident in that and accomplished, you know, I had my own business. I, I was doing things that I didn't know I could do. Like mm-hmm. I, I never would have thought that I could run a website and, you know, just all the things that all the facets of everything that runs a business. And, and I did it and that built my confidence, accomplishing, you know, those knowing my worth, yep. accomplishing those, those goals really helped with building my confidence. And when Jeff passed away, you know, there's a point where you're like, okay, just like you said with relationships, you're kind of a reflection of that relationship, mm-hmm. right? Especially your spouse, right? So if somebody's abusing you, mm-hmm. it's hard to be confident. That was a form of abuse, right? He he stepped out of the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And when you use that as a reflection and take on either that insecurity from it or what was left from it, which was an action that they did Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with you. Right. And we can separate that when we look at other people. But sometimes we have a hard time understanding that ourselves, reflecting on that ourselves, right? Well, here I am, 32 years after this comfortable relationship, everything is comfortable. That's over three decades. Okay, that's Whoa. that's a lot of what years. What the heck in the world? So yeah, you were comfortable. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, you put a lot of yep. investment in most that. of my life. I mean, you know, there was a very little part of my life without him, mm-hmm. and so here I am in you know thrusted in the dating world, and you to know, jungle what? out there. Okay, I just <laughs> I you know what I knew my worth. Yeah, I knew my worth. I knew my worth. I knew who I was. Um, that's beauty and, you know, getting older, you know, you. I was so afraid of it when I was in my 30s. You know, to turn 30, I was freaking out. <laughs> and I realized, dang, I was hot when I was in my 30s. I'm hot in my 40s and I'm still rocking into my 50s. I didn't, I didn't miss a beat. I was just like, all right. And then this trauma, this challenge that was thrusted upon me, I rolled up my sleeves and with a lot of help from people, I wasn't all me, I was able to get through, but it was still an action on my part. I mean, I literally could have just rolled up in a ball and just said, I'm done, I'm out. How to hear? just going to have to figure out how to feed yourselves. I don't know, you know, I'm like, but I was like, okay, I got this. I got this. And that built my confidence and then I started learning, you know, through podcasts and and things like well, we're going to teach you and really started embracing these, you know, three parts of being confident. Mm-hmm. And I just am like, I'm going to be OK. I yeah. got this. And it's it's just it's awesome. Right. And And you do such a great job of embracing the journey, the painful parts the difficult parts and it's hard to do when you're in it 
it's a little bit easy to do when you've gotten past it and can reflect on it, but it's in the pain that the growth is experienced. And I think we, you know, we, we know that from what we've gone through. The reason why confidence is the staple of what we do and want to bring to women is because we know what it's like to not have it and to, or to feel like it's just been, the rug's been pulled out from under you and you've lost it. How do you build it in a way that is durable is the best word I could think of where it has that durability to withstand the kinds of examples that we're talking about. So we're going to share with you these three cornerstones. We're going to spend a little bit of time today talking about the first one, or we'll just introduce it and we'll probably, because we've been here for forever, giving you the backstory. (laughs) (laughs) This was good though. I think Um, it's good. You know, I do think it's good for them to know because I think a lot of people think, oh, well, they're different. No, my gosh, they've never they've never been through anything. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll give you a little sneak preview, but but we just want we want to leave you with the cornerstones because um, it'll help you sort of understand our vision for how you build up that durability. You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network, and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high-quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. So I'll talk about the first, uh, just quickly, the first cornerstone, which is your external confidence. You know? That's everything. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> the how you look, that's that's what it's all that's about. It, that's that's it. what confidence Done, is. Mic drop, walk so out. So go out and get all of the procedures. Yeah. <laughs> no? That's go, not it? No. No? Not it. No. No? Botox yeah. is not going to be the only thing that gives you confidence. <laughs> nope. Um, nope. You have bad attitude and Botox. That's not yeah, going to do, do you any good. <laughs> but, you know, we, we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge yes. that how you look and feel does not drive some ounce of your confidence. But we would argue that it is a small portion of it. So when we, when we say external, we're talking about how you look. Your Mm -hmm. style, Mm -hmm. your vibe, your accessories, how you walk into a room. It's all of those things that make you you that when you come into the room, it's like, oh, Gina Marie's here. (laughs) She's in the building. She's rocking the outfits. She's got her nails done. Her hair's on point. You know, her eyelashes are on fleek. I mean, they're the, the things about you that are your characteristics that people know you for right like yeah at first first impression first impression and i mean and let's be honest because in today's world i know jimmy and i are talking about times when we didn't have internet and all the things that we have now we kind of had to do things a different way years ago but you know even back then before the tinders and all the different apps what was it that a guy noticed you for your appearance Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. What you were wearing, right? right how right. you were There's accentuated, that, what was going that on initial with your attraction, your right? face and your hair, right? So right. it's it's external. So yes. that's that's the first thing. So well, what's the second thing, Jean Marie? The second thing is your association, your lifestyle, the things that you have 
that you have accomplished those things that make you feel, you know, I feel as far as association, I feel great that I am so proud that I have such an amazing group around me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have so many wonderful people that I can text and say, what do you think of this? And they go, no, stop. No. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, somebody who, who, you know, and, and I'm, and, and that association that gives me confidence. Um, the fact that we, we have this business and everything that we've accomplished with this. Mm-hmm. I did a little year and a glance. Mm, oh my gosh just little snippets you know just being consistent over time that we all of that that we've put in together I look at that and I just that 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 makes me stand tall I'm so proud of that accomplishment and then you know there might be your lifestyle you know I you know I like that you know, I keep my car clean and that makes me feel confident, you know, mm-hmm. just those, those lifestyle things. What's the third thing? The third thing, this is where you, if you weren't taking notes, which I'm sure you were this whole time, obviously, um, this is the most important. So make a mental note, write this one down, remember it, repeat it, rewind us, core confidence. It's what's inside. It's your values, it's your, your principles. Essence. Your it's your essence. It's how you show up when the chips are down. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about that. Right, oh. and so we're gonna really not today. But we're gonna dig into that, and it's not easy. And that's why we need to spend some time on it because there's going to be a lot of curveballs and many things that happen in life that will shake you. But if your core confidence is strong and unwavering, you're going to get through the other side unscathed, you know, maybe some bruises and things like that, but you will, you will survive those difficulties. So those are the three things. But you will rock those bruises. That's right. And it's a symbol, right? right? It'll be more of a symbol. But those right. those are the three things. Um, and we just wanted to give you a little bit of our background with confidence, because if you didn't understand how we got here, this, this kind of helps you yeah. to get a, a better picture yes. of that. Yes. We're currently working on a program for everybody. Uh, and... It, when we talk about what we've been through, we've come up with ways to help you overcome that through this course. Mm-hmm. And each one of these segments that we're going to talk about um, in our course, we will have tools mm-hmm. to be able to process through and actually help you to get to that point. Um, so you won't have to do it alone. That's right. Because it's about having community and ultimately having accountability because this kind of stuff is not easy to do alone. And so, as we mentioned, the next couple of episodes are going to be a series. We're going to start with external because it's it's a little bit easier in terms of some some things to, to think about, consider, and do in terms of your daily actions, behaviors, and things like that. So we'll, we'll dig into that. And it's, and it's fun. It can mm-hmm. be a little bit more lighthearted because, you know, the external, we can play with that a little bit, right? I want to I wanna touch on something. I remember you when you were talking about when you were younger mm-hmm. and you were talking about how, you know, the side ponytail was what, what everybody was doing and the I should I should have done shoes. it today. I mean, I was... <laughs> Feeling a little side ponytailish. You know, I think we have a tendency to think that if we look like everybody, we will be we will be confident. We'll be, you know what I mean? Like I feel confident. I remember I remember thinking, okay, if I have the jeans, if I have the hair, then I'll have the confidence. And that's that's a form of being normal, right? Being normal. Normal is conforming to a standard type or regular pattern standard Ooh. the term normal is usually refers to something in a typical nature right and and nobody wants to do the opposite of that 
but really, do you want do you do, do you, you want to be, be standard? Do you want to be regular? That sounds basic. Don't, like basic. Don't be regular. Basic. No. <laughs> oh no. my gosh. So so you know, we want you to just kind of reflect and think about when you're thinking about your confidence and wanting to be normal. Instead, think about embracing your authenticity. Yeah. Because that is the authenticity. It's who you are. It's mm-hmm. it's that is authentically you. There's nobody that will ever be born with the same fingerprint or mm-hmm. the same voice or n- not even identical twins. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's there's uniqueness and there's beauty in it. And I also want to say, you know, as as Des was talking, she 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 touched a little bit on your essence of who you are mm-hmm. and and Desiree and I are both very bold and um and you know extroverted. We're extroverted. Mm-hmm. And Desiree's nails into the room before the rest of her body. <laughs> this is true. I mean, They're you know, I mean, I mean, today. you don't you you don't rock this kind of stuff when you're not confident, right? I trip into a room. That's that's me, right? But you've got confidence uh, that you get right yes, back up. I, so you know what? I am I am confident in that. Like like the knucklehead things that I do. You I'm embrace okay it. With it. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I secretly love that I bumble around doing things, having Wes just shake his head constantly. She's <laughs> there again, and it's apparent really, and obvious. She's wiping down the wrong exercise machine. When is That's she going to realize that she was not even on, on that, that machine? One? That's remarkable. Okay, she just got it now. Okay, you know that's that's me all the time, mm-hmm. and 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 you know. I, I, I embrace, that's me. I make mistakes and I get back up again. And so, but what I want to say is that is us. That is our personality. We have, I'll just take like within our tribe, Melanie. Oh, she is this vibrant woman. She doesn't command attention when she walks into the room. She's, She's got this great bubbly laugh. So you don't have to command attention in the room to be a confident person. Mm -mm. You know, Melanie puts herself together when she goes to work and she is so smart. But she's not the one that's like, hey, I'm here. No. So I don't want you to think that you have to be big and bold to have confidence she's got there's this there's this beauty in this quiet oh the quiet those are the those are the uh, stealthy ones those are the ones where they make a comment and you listen because you're like oh wow whoa yeah that was smart yeah that yeah we need to listen to that that's yeah it's the quiet ones that so just wanted to touch on that yeah and so we'll leave you with this because i know we (laughs) Seriously, we really could be here for hours and hours. I is know. you know when you think about your uniqueness, do do a little homework assignment and just you know write down five things that make you you. What makes you you? Like if your friends were to describe you, right? Because they're the ones who know you best. Uh, what would they say? Like okay, they're guys, like, oh, give us give us your top five <laughs> um, of you. No, of you. <laughs> of you you oh, gave the, the homework. So. Yeah. Okay. So for me. It would, I mean, you said one of them, the nails. I mean, they're yeah. just, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, and it's it's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so that's a thing. Yeah. I think for me, you know, other things are my detail orient, detail orientation. Um, Thank you, I, Jesus, I am that. going to <laughs> be spell checking, mm. providing you with other word options because I don't like repeated words in paragraphs. I'm like, that's used too frequently. Let's change this up a bit. It's going to get boring, you know, and um, I, that's my jam. I enjoy it and I'm proud of that. Um, the other thing about me is music and dancing. I'll get immediately distracted, you know, when there is music and all of that if there's zumba going on i will forget about everything else that's going on and just go over there in the corner and start dancing with people so that's that's just me i can't help it it comes from within and it just it does its own thing and then i guess two you know two other things ambition 
It's, I was birthed with it. There is not going to be a day where there isn't something else that is a shiny object. I think I have more control over taking on too many shiny objects, but I think that's, you know, something and just dedication. Mm -hmm. If I do decide that there's something that I'm going to take on, it's not going to be part way. It's going to be all the way. And that's just the level of commitment that I have to the things that I choose. So I would hope that these are, you know, things that, that people would say, but I, but I feel confident in those things about myself. So those are your five. Yeah. Those are things that I would say. I mean, there's so many, so many facets of you, but that's, that's a good five. Yeah. So that's that's a good example. Yeah. I would say for me, I'm, I'm fun. Oh, immediately. I can't, That's like the like, first thing I, I think love, of with you. I love fun and laughing. So much. Constantly. And my wit. I love, and I, I actually love my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly saying words wrong. When we have to do retakes, it's always because of me. It's always because of me. We're going to have the blooper reel will be all of me <laughs> and scaring of you. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, you know, I just love that I bumble through life and do, cr- you know, crazy things. Um, I, I, I love, you know, part of me is being a mom yeah. and having that part of me and, you know, a Christian, like I, yeah. I love, I love my Lord. I do. Yeah. Those are I, huge. Those, those are for me. Those standouts. are, those are big. Those are big things for me. Love and joy and, and fun. Yeah. 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 Self-control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try. No attempt. <laughs> right now, you know, it's okay. Like dig into that. Be mm-hmm. proud of that. Embrace that uniqueness that makes you who you are. And that's, it's not about anybody else. It's not about what other people are and what they've accomplished and all of that. It's about you leaning into that. And authenticity is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that. Why be normal? Don't be normal. Don't be basic. Don't be basic. Be- that's the title of this episode. <gasps> don't, be <laughs> don't, don't be basic. Uh, part one of the confidence series. <laughs> don't, be don't be basic. <laughs> Ben is like, why? Why though? Do oh my gosh, I don't even know what Aaron to do with ben these two. Are just I like, know, what? I know, I know. They, you know, like men no. who are just, just more, you know, even, no. and their life is just like this. They some... work with us, and it's all like, all over the place. I know. So you'll be hearing it's about like Aaron monitor. now. You guys hear about Ben all the time now. We have we had to couple videographer. the video mm-hmm. with the audio because that's yeah. the the the, the so, thing these days, right? So Aaron is. So we have Ben making us look us. good. We have. And yeah. making us they look just, good. That's part of association. That's right. <laughs> they deal with us, hopefully right. willingly on right. most days, but I don't okay. know. Okay. Do you think with that we should probably segue now? I into think we should. Our, People our are like, yeah, guys are attitude. getting loopy. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it is time for our gratitude, gratitude attitude. attitude. You want me to go first? Yeah. I want to go first because I just survived. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the first COVID wedding in the family. This is ph- um, this is phenomenal. You Mon- got to share this. Monique got married on Saturday. It was crazy town because Wes flew us to, to Arizona to look at colleges for, for Brielle. The next morning, woke up at five in the morning. I went and set up at the wedding venue. Uh, Friday night and uh, she was really blessed to be able to have um, this beautiful wedding in in Lafayette, California in the beautiful hills in somebody's front yard, believe it or not. Wow. Um, that was absolutely gorgeous. There was not a spot around that was a bad photo op and you know, so they graciously gave us their home that we had a very small ceremony. It was like 35 people and it was just what Monique could ever wanted um she also has been uh talking to Patrick since she was 15 Jeff 
wouldn't let him date right away, so they actually didn't start officially dating until she was 20, which was after after Jeff passed away. I understand. I won't say it. Okay, I'll say it. Over his dead body. Yes, they, uh, they started dating. Yes, <laughs> that's a thing, yeah. But, you know, Patrick has been so wonderful as far as knowing what Monique needs, knowing who she is, embracing her uniqueness. Uniqueness. Oh, my gosh. 100%. I love it. Um, and um, she has, she's, she's marrying into a family where her mother-in-law just loves her and embraces her. And I, I know that Jeff would be... Jeff would be happy that Patrick has just really, really worked very hard to um, win over Monique and, and, you know, and do the things that he was asked to do, which was, you know, be steady and hang out and be patient. And he was. And I think it's amazing. So that's my gratitude. Another son in love. I have two son in loves. It's so weird. It's just growing and growing. This is the year of the boy. Got Wesley. Mm -hmm. Got, got... Dason got Patrick and Landon, Landon is next coming in the fold. Oh my gosh, so amazing! Yep, love it. My gratitude attitude is for the perseverance of my nieces through whatever you call the thing. Oh. Distance learning is that the right word? Am I doing the right terminologies? Yes. I don't know if it changes on a any kind of basis, but. Um, I think people can relate to this experience of the, the children's working in the home, doing their studies and whatnot. I was just very concerned about this because I'm like, academic importance is of a high value to me. And I'm like, what are you gonna learn in the same way at home? I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, you can learn a ton, obviously. It's just part of the learning is the interaction that especially as kids have with each other and all of that so i'm still concerned about it but i get it why we're everybody's in the, in the same page which i is totally good, understand you know? so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not suggesting that we just like all rush into the schools like crazy people um <laughs> you know but but i will say that they're doing their best and they really are trying to just you know work through this thing and be great students and Jackie calls me on FaceTime the other day she's the, the younger of the two so she's 11 Jasmine's 13 Jackie's like auntie oh my gosh I got student of the month oh and I'm like oh my gosh what does that mean like what's gonna happen now she's all mom what what does it mean that I got student of the month? She's a hold on. I think Jasmine knows about this. She's really smart. You know, it's I love it. I love that she still had to learn it. She knows there were many wonderful things that could be associated with that, but she didn't couldn't quite pinpoint what those things were. There you go. Nonetheless, she achieved something oh, during this time, and she was. That builds your confidence. Builds your confidence. Right? She was so and, confident knowing that. You That's know, so, great. so I'm like, okay, great. You know, she's got that going on and she's working through all the facets of what that actually means. And um, Jasmine's got straight A's. I mean, it's different. It's a weird thing, but they're doing a great job because it's just a new adaptation. And I'm just really grateful for that because mm. I was, I was I a little concerned. Yeah. But. It's crazy. A lot to be grateful for, but that's that was on my heart. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for today? Say it out loud. Tell somebody. Live in gratitude. But we're, you know, we're grateful for you. Thank you for jumping in to this episode. If it's the first time that you're tuning in to us, thank you for being here. Um, check out our other episodes. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything from us. And uh, the show notes are all the ways that you can get a hold of us. But we sure do appreciate your presence. Yes. Find out in the next episodes how Gina Marie overcame being such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> It can if I could do it, you can do it. Oh my goodness. You can do it. So subscribe if mm -hmm. you haven't already. Rate share and this with somebody. Mm -hmm. if somebody needs to hear this. We would love it if you share it with them. Yep. 
Um, if you have any questions, give us a call or DM us. We get we get DMs. We get messages. Yeah, we, there's just so many ways that you could reach. You get us a hold of work. us on Instagram, Blissful Fortitude. Yep. Uh, Facebook, we have Blissful Fortitude Facebook group circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can email us hello at blissfulfortitude.com. Lots of ways. Um, we definitely want to thank Ben and Aaron yes. for just smashing all the things together and not making us be a hot mess. Yeah. And yeah. we just appreciate that. We build our confidence. Help us out with that. It's a I'm telling you, it's a journey. It's something you always got to keep working on. It just doesn't just stay. You got to like yep. have a whole yep. team that helps along with that. May your faith be greater than your fears. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast.